Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello there. Oh, Jesus. I've died. <laughs> Jake, you have to do the intro. <laughs> oh, I'm back. Hey, 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 hey. Hi, I'm Jake. I'm like, oh. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. Alright, yes. Alright, anyway, I'm Jake. This, <laughs> I'm Michael. This is Michael if he doesn't you know. I don't die, it's just yeah. And this is the Imposter Syndrome Podcast. This is Afro Pop Radio. <laughs> no <laughs> shit. You keep that in the past. You keep that in the past. <laughs> Sorry, that's an insider from school. I apologize. Uh, but uh, this is the Imposter Syndrome Podcast where you can clearly see it's off the rails. Oh and, man. And um today we're continuing the story so far, My Hero Academia Woo! Part Two. Yeah. Let's get her. Plus Ultra! Yeah. Ultra! Um today we're drinking a drink called Midoriya. Uh-huh. And it's pretty damn good, like a lot of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll leave it the the uh a link in the description to the recipe. So anyone else at home can make it. It's a pretty good, nice minty melon like, drink. It's, yeah, it's like it's like fruity but then has a little tartness to it. Yeah. But on a bad way, it's it's good. I like oh. it a lot. It's green, it's cool. Nice shout out to nice shout out to Michael for always supplying us with the goods here. Yeah. Our own mixologist. He's he's great, has a good collection. He's always a good sport. Yeah. Um <laughs> And uh, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about part two. We last left off with uh, Deku versus Bakugo part two. Uh, we discussed how Bakugo um, won the fight at the very last minute. And kind of like, I don't know, within this venting slash argument slash brawl, they kind of l- left the toxicity on the streets. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it stopped. It's, it's, it's what was once a rivalry full of like like a toxic rivalry that's like full of like ego and um bitterness yeah is now just kind of like a, a, f- a more friendly light-hearted rivalry yeah you know where they're both competitive with each other but not to the point where like they're gonna rip each other's heads off or something like right, that. right you know what i mean and this is like one of the first steps to n- the ever foreshadowing uh changes in bakugo's nature yeah um, I think, you know, him going with best genus during the internship arc was a little bit of that. Mm. And then you're just slowly, it's just, you know, it's a joyride from there. Um, so I'd, I'd like to kick it off today with the next segment area of the story, which would be the provisional license exams. So before we get there. Sure, never mind. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was re-listening to the podcast yeah. previously. Um, 
And I wanted to bring up the point, because we kind of briefly touched upon this last time, is that after the fight with All Might and All For One, yes, um, both of them were kind of out, right? All For One is in prison. Yes. And All Might has lost his power and is effectively retired. Yes. Um, so where that leaves us now is that there's these huge power vacuums within heroes and villain society because now you have the number one hero the symbol of peace and you have the king of the underground both out of the game and this is becoming the opportunity now of on a hero's side you have endeavor now taking the role of number one yeah and you have on the villain side people kind of racing to fill that void that's true they also announced the new top 10 heroes yeah um, because a lot, a lot's going down at this point in time. Um, let's hear from Maruku. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think, uh, that's true. Like, I, I think I pref, I think I said this last time that this is like the beginning of the fall of hero society. Yes. And, um, you'll start to see that slowly come to pass until we reach a certain point where it does indeed fall, you know? Um, yeah. but yeah, um, it's true like now there's it's like it's a, there's a power grab in in, in japan and um all might it, it shows almost like the flaw in all might like all might was like so up to this point you really see all might as like this perfect being kind of yeah and you really see his not really his fall from grace in the sense that people don't like love or respect him anymore but like more like you see that there was a lot of things wrong with the way he operated and um because he was pretty much a one-man show you know yes there's like other heroes and everything but like no one came to his level not even endeavor you know who's right. number two now number one and um ev every villain and every like major person was afraid of him you know and didn't and didn't act because of that and uh we're getting to the point where now people are you know are saying now that the you know the symbol piece is gone you know it's our time so yeah We'll slowly see that come to pass as we continue talking today. But as you were saying, the oh, I also before oh, that, I actually okay. want to make a correction. I noticed that we, when we were talking about um the users, and we mentioned that All Might was the seventh user. It's actually he's the eighth. Oh, he's the eighth. He's the eighth user. So I want to make that correction because um I want to stay accurate. You know, okay. as accurate All as right. possible that we can, and that's kind of like a big <clears throat> thing. So. Um, yes, he's the eighth user, not the seventh. I apologize for that. So now we can preface, uh, pre now we can continue <laughs> forward. Yes. Um, hero licensing exam. Yes. So when it comes to the hero licensing exam, this is basically a tournament between multiple schools now. Um, it's, uh, well, oh God, what the fuck is that other one called? Um, it's uh, UA and then it's about S, right? She, yeah. Should Oh God! <laughs> you can tell we do our research here. Uh, yeah. Um, hold on. Is it like Shibuya or something? Thing? It's like I want to say that, but that's from Shiketsu. Okay. All right. Thank you. Shiketsu High. Is there another one? I think that's it, right? That's well. That's the one we actually care about. Okay. Yes. So there are. Um, it's a tournament between schools, and basically all these kids are going through these like trials and tribulations to get their basically. Um, it's like a, a permit to your driver's license, essentially. You yeah, know, you can go out onto the field with like your intern or whatever, or when per when given permission, you know, you can operate as a hero. Mm. Um, otherwise, you can't really be on active duty out in the field, you know. 
yeah. for the most part. So they go through a bunch of trials and tribulations and, um, you know, and have to go through tests. And you meet a couple cool, interesting characters. Um, yeah. You meet, uh, what's his face? Is it Al? I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah I right? think so. Um, the one who has the earthquake ability. So he's pretty cool. He has like this, um, I think that's his name. Um, <laughs> I'm so bad with names. So it's, forgive me. Uh, I mean, there's a, it, the, my hero has a big cast. Yeah, he it does have a big cast. Hold on. I'm going to look that up. It's talk, Michael. Why do that? Well, we meet a uh, character named Cammy. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I wanted to say. I remember that. All right. So this is like the Giga Chad section of Deku's career. Okay. This is the, this is the early inklings of, of Giga Chad Deku. Giga Chad. Yeah, because he starts getting like a, 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 a harem. Like slowly and surely, he starts getting a harem in the series. So, um,. We meet Cammy, and it turns out that Cammy is not actually Cammy. It's actually Toga, who's infiltrated. Yeah, um, this whole procession. The league has gone around. It's getting around, just like yeah. Um. So I'm trying to get. I'm trying to. Pr- <laughs> sorry. Um. So yeah. So they're getting around. They're going through. They're doing certain tests, and they have to do like team matches and certain things. What is it? I'm just gonna look up like a little bit about it, just so I don't. Well, so like the what you see on screen now is one of the test parts is that um, it's a kind of like a big field exercise where a disaster has happened and they're kind of doing like search and rescue for civilians. And yes. like uh, this civilian child is actually like an actor and is like yelling at Deku because it's like, you didn't do it right. You didn't even say if I was okay. And like, blah, 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 and just berates him <laughs> yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so like they're doing that portion and then meanwhile there's also special training moves i believe right uh no 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 no, no. am i in the wrong you're in the wrong section uh and then in the middle of it they have a Mm. a full villain attack with one of the heroes gang orca who is a badass (laughs) yes that's also this before we get there Mm. um kami and izuku go at it also oh yeah as it starts to heat up and everything and obviously it's it's toga right um but toga uh he she turns into is this the part where she turned no no it's not i'm lying right where she turns into udaraka and he notices that yeah it's not her. that is the part yep yeah so she turns into um udaraka because she has her blood which is ochako aka <laughs> names uh, is everyone following still <laughs> it's, it's the float it's the little float girl who throws up but she floats too much um main, main heroine the main heroine yes, yes. Um, so she, uh, Toga turns into her, and um, Deku ends up saving her anyway, despite Deku realizing because he's a smart guy um, that it's not actually gravity. And um, she kind of starts to fall for him a little bit because she's like, "Wow, this guy is so fucking cool! Oh my God, I want to fucking kill him and shit." And, very uh, yandere like, yeah, very yeah. psycho uh, lovers type shit. But that's that's one of the first inklings of. Um, of this in general we also learn about deku's new developments with his full cowling so he realizes that his arms are like not the only source of fighting power mm. and he starts using his shoot style yeah which, where he mimics like ida and stuff like yeah. that his legs kicks, his legs leg boy don't skip leg day leg boy leg boy yeah um so what's interesting or i guess the big point in this is that 
on the other school team, there's this big dude who is just a little too over the top. And he's got this big, like, weird hate boner for Todoroki. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. And you're like, and even Todoroki is like, what the fuck is your deal? Like, Inasa, I think. Inasa, yeah. yeah. And he's like, dude, what the fuck your deal? It's like, you're just like your dad, and you just are mean, and and, and, and Todoroki's like, dude, what <laughs> that the That is f-? pretty much how it goes. <laughs> and Todoroki's like, shut the fuck up. Like, like, I'm doing the exercise, and they start actively going against each other, and causing like mayhem on like the field rescue stuff and it, they like uh deku has to come in with the other team members and like solve the problem sort of thing and todoroki and hit on his was inasa inasa uh both fail the exam yes along with uh bakugo yes <laughs> for obvious reasons for obvious reasons um I think that's one of the things that's interesting about this arc now. Again, I, I for some reason, like, when it comes to, like, all the students in, like, Class 1A, Class 1B, um, the other schools, I, I just don't care, yeah, <laughs> personally. I can feel that. Um, I just find it's, like, there's too, there's a lot of characters, and he does give people moments to shine, but it always feels like a little too slice of life for me, even this. Um, but uh, it wasn't my least favorite arc by any means. But, uh, yeah, so people can actually fail in this exam which we see yeah um deku uh, and, yeah. and um you know most of class 1a um pass except yeah. for todoroki uh, and bakugo yes um and then also cammy the real cammy fails because she, didn't show up. she never showed up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not really um and there's a few others obviously as well um but we'll get there yeah. But essentially, moving on, because that arc, who really gives a shit? Um, yeah, no, now we get to the fun part. Yeah, now we get to the fun part. So they get their hero license exams, and now they're about to begin their second internships, okay? So, um, basically, at this time, we're not there yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was what was in the next tab. <laughs> not yet, Mike. Oh, no. Not yet. Um, so... Actually, you know what? Fuck it, whatever. Well, okay. Actually, you know what? It, I, I was gonna introduce like a million and all that first. And okay. Well, okay. Well, I guess we will go chronologically. Then is that I kind of mentioned before that there was the power gap. Yes. On both sides. Yeah. So on the villain side, you have this charming individual, Overhaul, Chisaki. Chisaki, and he's actually of the villains of My Hero Academia. I actually like him a lot. He's really... I do. I love Overhaul. Yeah. Because he's a very interesting character. He's also broken. Yeah. So, his whole deal is that he's a Yakuza member, right? Like, he's yeah. the leader of a... Well, technically. Yeah. Well, effective leader of the he's Yakuza. He's the effective, yeah. Um, and he... Like, you see him, he's got, like, the play doctor mask on. And he's Sorry. got this huge, like, disgust with uh quirks and people and his whole ideology is that he believes quirks are like a disease and he wants to rid the world of quirks essentially Mm. um uh so he's kind of stepping in on the game and cat's kind of now in the way of our current villain shigaraki who's kind of alone now because he has no mentor (laughs) all for one was taken yeah and so they actually meet up 
after a uh, violent introduction, if yes. you will. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, and you see that he like kills, what's her name? Uh oh, God, the transgender one. Yeah, I know you. Um, oh my God, we're bad with names. Yeah, bro. really. I feel like last episode we were so on top of names, but now I'm like fucking blank. This is like where like you have to understand like I'm, we haven't like read or watched this content in a while, so please forgive us for that. Oh well, yeah, well, it was like what a couple years ago this came yeah. out. Yeah, um, and we're trying to really. It's not Madeline, right? It's, no, it's Magne or Magni. Oh, Magni, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what's interesting and kind of horrible is that. Uh, Shigaraki and Overhaul have pretty similar quirks. Um, but instead, Overhaul's is that he can disassemble somebody and reassemble too. Well, he can do anything, technically speaking. So it's not as limited, like in the sense that he can literally, like, he can tear something, like any object apart and then rematerialize it or um mold it to something else so like he can combine like he can take apart a desk and a chair and then put them together essentially yeah or he can do it to himself if his he can destroy his arm and then reassemble it you know back to normal essentially yeah. um it's pretty it's pretty fucking broken honestly. yeah it's very busted um his also main motivation for anything is to get his his uh yakuza clan to the top oh like yeah that's his 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 true goal he has this the person goal he goes the boss and um he really respects that person and uh and everything but he feels like the boss is a little bit too timid or not i guess tim is not the right word but like um too set and too like you know not ambitious enough yeah in terms of what they want like what he what the boss wants the yakuza to be yeah. at this point he doesn't want them to be some like master like you know uh puppeteer puppet master excuse me of uh of you know of japan or anything like that right. and overhaul has bigger aspirations so he decides to do something to the boss so that is basically in a coma for now until overhaul can you know do his plans yeah and then um and go forward from there. But I want to take a break from Overhaul for a second before we mention the other character that's relevant to him. Because mm. I feel like we should talk a oh, little yeah. bit about what happens now with Deku and all that. Okay. So, um, when it comes to Deku... I got, uh, now I gotta see which which image is <laughs> the one. <I'm, laughs> yeah, this one. Yeah. Yeah, so basically what happens is is that you, uh, you meet the big three of UA. So... Uh, the big three of UA consists of like the third years of the class, yeah, including one who you see in the screen called Lamillion Power or Mirio, <laughs> yeah. Um, and his power is basically, or his quirk rather, is re- um, that he can phase himself in and out of things. And it's funny because his clothes fall out off oh. a lot, and that's like the comedic like value of his quirk. But um, basically, he like puts himself in like the ground, and then like slowly solidifies himself and kind of like propels himself out. And that's why he's like super fast and like super strong, very skilled at his quirk. And his, they make note that his quirk is kind of booty. Well, yeah, it's just because he makes the point of like, even though it's not a great quirk power wise and stuff it's how i used it and yeah. learned with it and well, it's um it's the the, the mopey one that <laughs> again my name's hold on big three yeah UK. i also love how miro is like looks like tintin <laughs> it's like know, right? why is he doing a different art style <laughs> <laughs> it's atomic he mentions it personally 
the one who's like really mopey and yeah. transform. So there's there's three in the big three. There's uh, Togata Mirio, which is Lamillion, who you see on the screen. There is Nejide Haido, which is best girl. And then uh, this is Tamaki Amachiki, who basically like anything he eats, he can transform into. And um, her power is that what? She gets big? No, she has like these electronic or these like laser sort of things. Look at her quirk real quick. Um, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, she has like projectiles almost or something, right? Yeah, I don't know what exactly it's called though. A wave motion is what it's called. Grants her ability to convert her own vitality into energy and release it into a form of extensionally powerful spiral shock waves. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so yeah, they're the big three, and then you uh, slowly get into their second internship ring. So. We're only going to focus really on Deku at this point for this part cause this, and, and, and Lamillion because they're both important. So um, Lam- Deku wants to train with Gran Torino again, but I don't think he can. Think yeah, because Gran Torino is currently... In a mission, isn't he? Yeah, he's currently investigating the League of Villains and where they're up to. And he's kind of seeing what's happening with Overhaul is that um, Shigaraki has kind of... Uh, submitted to overhaul, yes, begrudgingly because, mm-hmm. like, you see, like, overhaul has like a whole organization behind him. Now. Well, he has the resources, the power, yeah, and and the knowledge to to overcome Shigaraki, yeah, in that way, yeah. And overhaul has some sort of secret weapon that, like, is gonna change the game, and we'll mention that, and we'll get there. Um, so Lamillion, um, or Mirio suggests that he comes and inter, uh, internships with Sir Night Eye. Nope. Nope. Oh, there <laughs> um, Sir Night Eye. So, turns out this character right here is actually All Might's sidekick. Yeah. So, we learned that All Might had a sidekick, which is cool. Um, so, obviously, Deku's super interested in that. And then, also, we find out that they had a falling out of some sort. Right. So, they're not really on speaking terms right now which is I, I, that's why i'm like i said mentioned like the story really puts puts a lot of heat on all might yeah you start to see a lot of things that aren't really you know perfect well, you, you, you humanize him a little bit yeah, more yeah you humanize him a little more and make him less godly i guess in that regard yeah um um sir night eyes quirk is that he can see the future um so there comes a time where uh sir night eye doesn't really accept deku as the successor because we find out that it was actually supposed to be mirio yeah that's why all might was coming to ua in the first place i mean let's let's not be around a bush night eye is kind of an asshole oh he's a dick <laughs> he's like, a huge hard asshole. body dick yeah, like he's, a, he's an asshole especially in the beginning oh yeah um and he just he just does not want anything to do with deku for the most part you know um he does take him in, but he doesn't really have like a lot of high hopes for him because he thinks he's a failure. Um, of a because if you think about it, like Mirio, probably as already number one in the school, already a master of his own quirk, and had the nice ta- the nice body. Pause for um, <laughs> <laughs> for to wield one for all because yes, he was strong, yeah. you know. And um, that's what I meant. <laughs> and. <laughs> um, Basically, he would have been the perfect person to wield it. So Deku starts to feel the Giga Chad Deku was a short run because he starts to get a little insecure about, um, you know, his place 
in uh in with one for all and whether or not it was the right decision because literally he met all might by happenstance and all yeah. might impulsively gave him the ability you know right it wasn't like a plan or something he really thought out well and um so it comes to this point where you know you're kind of wondering well <laughs> what is Deku gonna do then you know what yeah. i mean and uh, is he gonna give the power to mirio or whatever vice versa so he starts to train he tries not to get discouraged and you know and, and continues rolling forward and him and Lamillion go on a little mission yes so uh there are doing some sort of invest they're also doing a little bit of an investigation as yes, well because like, they i mean everyone knows that like things are brewing and this particular group of the yakuza are on the move yeah and they're active all right and please be the right image yes <laughs> so this little girl runs out and while uh, Mira and Deku are walking and like collides with Deku and she is terrified. Yes. And like, you know, she's got bandages on her arm and Deku's kind of concerned. Like, yo, are you, like, are you okay, kid? And out from the shadow steps, Chisuke. 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 Fuck. Cheesecake. <laughs> she, out steps cheesecake. Um, uh, yes. Overall. Overall. Yeah. <laughs> to keep it simple. <laughs> and like you know he's kind of like oh it's my daughter and you know she keeps running away and like yeah. come on let's go and she's like scared shitless and she's like holding on to deku and yeah. everything um but i think uh overhaul threatens her right well you Sublimi could subliminally not like well because like it's a it's a tense situation because deku is kind of like picking up it's like this is not a good situation but and mira is mm -hmm. like trying to like placate it's like, like de-escalate the situation yeah. and Deku's starting to get hyped as deku does yeah and overhaul starts taking off his gloves and that's when eerie like runs back and it's like okay there we go yeah and you find out now that this girl is extraordinarily powerful yes so the prefix um i don't know if we mentioned this in the last video but there's this doctor named dr ujiko and he's also part of the one all for one scene. No, we did not. No, we didn't talk about him. So I'm going to briefly talk yeah. about him because he's kind of relevant to this. Yeah. Um, so Dr. Ujiko is the one who makes the nomus and he works for all for one. He's a doctor um, who also has his own practice as well, but he's on the low villain. And he has, he's came out with this theory at one point that was kind of scoffed at, but is slowly making its way throughout the story, which is the singularity theory, right? Mm -hmm. Where eventually quirks will get too powerful for humans to contain uh and to regulate and it'll just get to this point where it's just mayhem and people are just monsters and have like these multiple like evolutions essentially nomu yeah as they all turn into nomu essentially and this is the first real sign this little girl of that occurring now she has a mutation and a quirk called rewind where she can if she like holds on to somebody or we to this day we really don't know the extent of her limits you know because she's still a kid and we, she has like there's no time skip and so we don't we don't really know uh her her limits but um basically she can revert anything in time as far as back as to not even existing or to take the quirk factor away from your genetics yeah and like you see that horn on her head that's like that's like the source of her power yeah so she's she's a okay. overhaul <laughs> i tried being i tried spicing up chisaki right. chisaki i know who, who's cheesecake what am i saying who, what name cheesecake I no cheesecake i know you're saying yeah. I just keep saying fuck cheesecake. you <laughs> <laughs> uh 
<laughs> Overhaul has been essentially extracting her fluids by mutilating Sounds her. Weird. No man, I I basically disassembling her putting back together yes he's he's basically using his quirk to take her apart and re and put her back together yeah and, and using her blood has crafted these special bullets that when shoot when someone gets shot by them will effectively take away their quirk permanently permanently so now there's a new element on and play like honestly we're Ladies and gentlemen, we are reaching, in my opinion, one of the hyper moments of oh, my, it's one of the of best arcs hero, of the series. of the series, yeah. and definitely top tier, best section of the anime so far for you anime oh, yeah. only. Oh yeah, um, so far nothing compares in my mind from what I've seen to this like this arc that yeah. they did. Oh man, so good. So now there's a new element because now there's fear, right? It's not just dying. It's not just like losing or not saving somebody. It's not like your whole like career is done. You know mm. what I mean? If you get hit with this bullet type thing. Yeah. So, so uh, the prefect, we have a lot of prefixes. <laughs> well, cause we, we talk about main events, but there's like a lot of side elements yeah. to it. So, so we but. need to talk about a certain side character who gets the spotlight. And that's not you. It's you. <laughs> All right. So before we get to him. Oh my God. <laughs> a lot um, of prefixes. Well, we have to know why he's getting spotlight in the first okay. place. So he's working with, um, with the second top three person, the one, the animal dude. And he's interning with this character, uh, hero called fat gum. Okay. Yeah. So night, I formulates a squad of any uh, all the kids who are interning at, from class 1A yeah um with all their respective you know cuz uh Ochako another one that we've mentioned yeah. is, is with um the dragon girl i forget her name but she's she she basically turns into a dragon she's a pro hero <laughs> um and and Nejide. Froppy's there too yeah fl uh, flop Froppy well that's yeah. her hero name yeah no, no i'm just saying like i was making sure yeah. it's not floppy i see Froppy, you are, yeah. yeah yeah no Froppy's fine okay. yeah and um and then we have Night Eye with uh, Lamillion and Deku, and then we have Fat Gum and so forth. Uh, I'm pretty sure Razorhead is there and everything yeah. too. Um, and they they decide to do a raid of this Yakuza base, essentially, and shit's gonna go down. So yeah, they go there. They start, you know going through the motions, trying to find everything. And primarily, this is number one to stop the bullets, but this is also to save Aerie. Yeah, which is her name, the little girl, and um, we, you know, we go through some crazy fights, and let's Kirishima has a f a crazy cool moment where he um, shite man, what is that guy's name? Do you know? Oh, um, I'm gonna find it. In a well, second. it's a because it's a tool, it's a dual pair, right? Because the Yakuza setup is that there's like these uh, captains, yes. right? And there's Rappa, that's his name. yeah, and there's like seven of them, two of them. Are blocking the way of Fat Gum and Kirishima, and it's a uh, Kendo Rappa and Hakiji Tengai. Yeah, and R Rappa is like this muscle head. Like I want to fight. I'm going to kill you. Basically, saying yeah. And the other guy is like, let's do this smart. Let's be effective. I have a shield. You know, let's do this. Yeah, let's like team up and shit. But Rappa is basically the Toto. Yeah, <laughs> of this arc. How do you like your woman? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but so like pre in a previous fight, like when Fakum and Kirishima were just in the streets and before this whole raid started, it was like Kirishima got like a power up because he like talked down some 
villains that were high on drugs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, Red Right, yeah. Like yeah. he's like, okay, he's doing it. And like, first fight here, rappers just beating the shit just out. Correct. He is like, because like, Kirishima's ability is to like harden his skin to like a rock, yes. almost. And Rappa is like breaking apart his body, like chipping it away. And like you see like pieces of his arm falling off yeah. and just like flesh. And you're like, ooh, okay. Eesh. And uh you get a lot of like character development with Kirishima of like you seeing kind of like why he wants to be the way he like the hero he is. Yeah. Stuff. You get like he was kind of a coward and not someone who you can depend on when he was in middle school. Yeah. And he saw, like, he just felt, I don't know, he f- he saw what the bug girl, right? Ashida, yeah. Ashida, and, um, and saw, like, how courageous she was to some extent. Like, she, like, Giganto Machia. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> there's a hooded figure who's, like, literally huge that comes up to, that comes up to one of these girls or whatever. And this, like, civilian, not, not any of the heroes. And, uh, in the, f- in the past, it's a flashback. And she, she's fucking scared shitless. Yeah. And, um, and Kadishima doesn't know what to do. He's, like, frozen. But then, uh, Ashido comes out and, like, kind of just tells, tells him, him off. To, no, basically, <laughs> just tells him to go another way. Yeah. Like, here's the way. And he was, like, awed by, like, her, um, her courage so he kind of decides when he goes to the ua and like that he wants to transform himself he dyes his hair red he spikes it he starts to become more confident he basically makes a huge change and it's been a slow progression ever since until this point where he becomes unbreakable yeah that was the fucking illest shit in the in the fucking anime dude like when yeah. his his new form can you find a picture of that if you haven't gotten one um uh, his unbreakable form because he looks so badass yeah, let me really quickly. Uh, so that's his normal hardening. You see that he kind of has like hard skin, but it's not like fucking out out here, you know, like super detailed or anything. But then, uh, unbreakable. He lo- he literally looks like a monster. Oh, it's so like dope, look at dude. this, <laughs> like so dope. Like look at that shit. He's actually yeah. just like an animal, <laughs> like. Woo! <laughs> that is epic. Yeah, that looks so fire. Yeah, so he becomes unbreakable and starts whooping ass, right? So him and yeah. him and Rappa fucking go at it, dog. Yeah, they go at it to the point where Rappa even respects him. And like when <laughs> when Fakum comes and like saves him and stuff, Rappa doesn't even like try to kill him or anything. He just puts him like they literally the- bring him to the medical. <laughs> yeah, they literally bring him to like the infirmary yeah. to like heal and rest. And, and the Rappa- other guy's like, Rappa, what are you doing? He's like, he's a warrior. I'm gonna spend it. <laughs> I know. He's like he's a warrior. He's that that dude's a real one. So <laughs> it's, it's similar themes. Like you kind of see like with Stain, you saw that he cares about true heroes. Rappa cares about true warriors. This also brings up another idea in the story that's been introduced now that quirks like muscles can grow and evolve. Yeah. So you see that Kirishima's quirk has now elevated to the next level, right? Right. And you're going to see maybe that's a trend that occurs. Mm. You know? Yeah. I, that's good for shadowing. I yeah, like that. Right. I like that. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, moving on. Yeah, so uh, there's other fights that are cool in here. I but mean, Fatcom's fight with Robert was sick, too. Fatcom's fight, so the... Um, he gets all skinny and shit. Yeah, the other guy, the animal guy, has his fight. Yeah. Um. But the real big fight is with Overhaul. Yes. So to flash forward, Lemillion gets to Overhaul and Aerie. 
and he starts fighting overhaul and starts going through the motions and he goes in alone right which is obviously a mistake and you really get to see something about Lemillion's character because he really does care. Like, he is a hero, right? Yeah. He's, like, all might. Like, like you, you can see in the alternate universe of where he would be, like, the all might replacement. Yeah, he'd be, like, the, the savage, you know? Yeah, like, he's doing, like, the smile thing. He's, like... Yeah. The- he looks like all might. He's, he, he's blonde. He's blue-eyed. He has a huge smile. He's charismatic. Yeah. He's strong. Like, you know, he's everything all might is, essentially, you know? And you really get to see that going through the the, um, the fight. And this is, again, one of my favorite fights. Not very well done in the anime. So, like, we didn't really critique anything in the first episode. Mm. This is not going to be the case in this episode uh, of the series that we're um, you know that we're yeah. doing because I have a couple like me personally. I don't uh, you know. I, I mean, with this fight, I didn't have any really great. I had some grievances because I remember in the in the anime, not the manga. The manga version of this, I, if anyone hasn't read it, I encourage you to read it. Um, he has like this humongous monologue and like this really deep, nice, you know material and it's they just did kind of like screenshots and fades to black in the anime oh and it just okay. didn't do it justice okay because what happens is is that as lamillion is fighting overhaul overhaul shoots a bullet at airy a quirk racing bullet mm-hmm. and knowing knowing that if he's a hero he'll go and save her right which he does yeah and he ends up losing his quirk yeah right so the projected number one because he was projected to be a, the number one hero once he graduated or like once he got out. Right. That he would eventually accumulate, you know, his name to be number one pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so he loses his quirk. All hope of his career being a hero is gone. And what does my man do? He starts wailing on Overhaul, <laughs> oh, yeah. bro. He starts wailing on him. <laughs> like, just straight up, straight out of the UFC, out of the left corner, <laughs> at 250 pounds, six feet tall, we have a million. It's just like, literally, like, yeah. <laughs> he starts going pound for pound, just wailing on Overhaul. It's, it's the best. It's the best. Overhaul thought that would break him, and he was just like, nah, son. Yeah. I'm still going to beat your ass. It's like that's one of those. I things. hear no bell. I hear no bell. <laughs> <laughs> ref, ref, yeah. he's still good. It's just like you know, in general, it's just one of those things. It's so cool. Like he, the fact that he has no quirk and starts just be overhaul can't do anything. And the thing about overhaul is that I think you were trying to mention earlier, but maybe we got sidetracked yeah, or something. Yeah. How he's kind of disgusted by people. Yeah. He has this huge thing about being touched. Like he gets like he gets like high. Got high yeah, yeah. Yeah. He has this huge like weird phobia of being touched. That's why he wears gloves and everything. So <laughs> you can imagine, you know, Mirio just fucking yeah. Like you on see, him. like uh, when overhaul goes down, you see his like face get all like rashy. And yeah, he's, he's like, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's really like raging out. Yeah. And um, it gets to the point where like you know. Lamillion gets overwhelmed because he's tired because he's been wailing on him. He just got shot with his like you know weird drug thing that took his quirk away, and all, all hope seems lost. Was well, so the hard part with Overhaul? Yeah, is that his quirk is not inherently just destructive. It's like he's rebuilding himself each time he gets yes. struck down. So that's the thing too. It's like he can literally like, you say his arm is all bloody and broken. He could destroy it. And then repair it. Yeah. So it's like, once you, like, put him down, he just comes back and, like, you know, just normal and, and still at the same energy level. So it's, it's a hard it's a hard villain to fight. So you have him on the ground, you know, yeah. pretty much done. He's trying to tell Aerie, he tells Aerie to run. 
yeah. you know but then he screams at her because he's a tormentor of her of hers you find out that Ari is actually the granddaughter son the <laughs> granddaughter of the boss which makes us like equally levels layers of fucked up right because like yeah. overhaul worships this man but yeah he's willing to to use his granddaughter as a tool you know and put him in a coma you can see that overhaul is not very like very nice he's a know? psychopath yeah he's not very nice and um his 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 way of expressing his love and his emotions towards people is not is not good at all no so um he continues for it and screams at Aerie that he'll kill every hero here, everyone here, if she doesn't come back. Because Lemillion tells her to escape, which she does. Yeah. And then she comes back and Muriel's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, pretty much. Like, no. But then we have Sir Night Eye who comes in. Yeah. And he starts he starts fighting and starts brawling too. So like we said that um, Sir, Sir Night Eye can see the future with his eyes um, as well. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to see if there's parameters to his abilities, isn't there? He he, if he touches somebody, he can read their thoughts for that whole day, whatever, twenty four hours, but only him, only one person. Mm, okay. So he chooses to touch. Who do he? He touches somebody. Is it? It's not Deku, is it? No, he touches overhaul. He touches overhaul. Yeah, he does. Okay, because he says he sees like the whole, the everything that's gonna go down, like the way it's going. Yeah, down. and he sees that they lose. Yes so like panic <laughs> right yes super panic so he fights them he fights them they're going at it you know because uh, night eye doesn't have any other abilities except for seeing the future which is broken but like you know what i mean so he's a hand-to-hand not guy. to say he's such he's got like little stamp things and they're like weighted or whatever yeah yeah he, he, like you're just knocking the shit out for yeah yeah but it ultimately leads to Sir night eye being overwhelmed and he gets stabbed repeatedly and he yeah, slows like, down like stalactites not like knives like stalactites yeah, like, like rip for like, him yeah it's 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 bad yeah. so he's down uh mirio is shocked um no who's next you know and then when all hope seems lost our friendly neighborhood green giga chad <laughs> harem boy comes in and this is like where like i said this arc is literally the best man mm. so like for like Deku was using when he was fighting Bakugo. I, I, we didn't. I don't think we mentioned this, but like Deku's slowly been increasing his percentage of how he can use full cowling, and he's at, at the at the time that he fought Bakugo, which is shortly before the provisional exams, he was using eight percent of full cowling. Um, at this point, when he's about to fight Overhaul, he says his max is twenty. Yeah. Right. So he's now like jumped, like you know. 12 percent yeah you know and uh, which is fucking awesome and he's going in and he's fighting he's fighting overhaul and everything but but deku can't get in and he know because he knows that like spikes are coming out of the ground because like he said like like we said like overhaul can manipulate anything right right and change it and change it's like matter pretty much so he can't change like the material like but he can change the form so of pretty much anything yeah. that he breaks so he's throwing like spikes on the ground and everything like deku almost died if it wasn't for the fact that he had like steel plate boots well then he also just also he fuses one one of his support oh okay <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and wait did he fuse twice no just the once right oh i don't uh, remember I, now i feel like he fused twice Oh shit! And I, I feel, feel like, like oh maybe it is. No, I feel like he did. He actually. All right, hold on. Not the character twice. We'll be right back. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Speed typing. 
I'm just putting that there to see if you while you're doing that. I, can I just say yeah. overhaul scene is so cool. It's like a trap beat sort of thing yeah. with like some traditional like Japanese instrumental. And it's so like, oh, I'm like, yes, yes. It seems so cool. It's so swaggerly. It just comes on. It's like, uh. what do we, what do we find? What do we, seems like it's only the, it's, it's twice. Oh, it's twice. So he fuses with Shin first. Right. And he gets like these black shadow arms and stuff. So basically what he did was that he killed and destroyed one of his subordinates and then fused their body with his body. Mm. So he was kind of both of them at the same time, but still in control. And he has like these gigantic arm things and these shadow arms and he's fucking on, a, on another level. Yeah. You know? Right. And Deku's having a fucking hard ass time. Right. So um, it gets to this point where he ends up convincing like like Aries being captured by him essentially yeah you know and um and he doesn't know she's she's stuck and Deku's like you don't need to do this like come like I will help you you know what I mean right this is what we're here for and she sees like the cape in the sky Mm. which is Mirio's cape because obviously she's like respects Mirio because he saved her life you know and whatever he's always been really nice to her They, they have like a bond and um she jumps and Deku jumps for her as well. Yeah. And in the process of her running away from Overhaul, she actually rewinds him. So he actually, the the person that he dissembled comes a part of him. Right. Which is why he she gets away in the first place because she rewinds him. Yeah. And um, she flies up in the air. There's like this beautiful music yeah. that shows up. And like, it's such a great scene. And she finally gets into the arms of Deku. Very wholesome mm-hmm. moment. And then it just goes quiet and Deku releases a smash, right? Yeah, and the air, and then he he all I don't know where you just see everything just go, like yeah. everything just like freaking goes crazy, right? Yeah, crazy like all this massive explosion, rocks yeah. flying everywhere, craters building, and Deku's just like fucking like I don't know like five hundred feet in the air. Yeah, and he's like, how did I fucking get here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he has area in his hands, right? And um, he's like, what the f- what the fuck just happened? Yeah, and he's like, did I just use a hundred percent? And which he did. Yeah. He used the kick at 100%. And then he realizes, like, why am I not hurt? And he's like, oh, shit. Aerie is healing me because she's rewinding my damage yeah. at such a fast instant So speed. it should be noted, I don't know if we've mentioned this yet, is that Aerie can't really control her powers. She cannot. So she is this like... This is like a one... T- this is a fluke. Yeah. So she is, like, gushing this rewind ability. So Deku's philosophy is like, well, I can just keep injuring myself because it would just be healed instantly. Yeah. So I'm just going to go 100%. <laughs> yes, but like before... Yes. So what <laughs> happens is is that he goes not only just 100% of his power, he goes 100% full Cali. Yeah. And that's when you get this image right here, one of the most epic fucking things to this date in My Hero Academia, in my opinion. Yeah. He looks so fucking sick. And the most disgusting beatdown of a <laughs> Yo, So overall, joins with uh, Rikia or Rikia and uh whichever way who's like a big muscle dude big muscle dude and he turns into this blur kaiju (laughs) boss fight type thing right it's this the grotesque creature and deku's like man dust off the shoulder and bodies this man oh my god it's not even a contest so i have to say i liked the anime version of this a lot so much because there's literally a scene where like 
because he's tossing overhaul around like yeah well Deku's like flying in the air using air force and like like pushing himself and there's one point where overhaul is like in the air and Deku is like reeling back up oh i know i love that scene you just see the silhouette of this creature yeah because he has aries hair in the back yeah looks this giant man and and literally the sky lights up with fists and you're like it looks like Like a a scene it looks like a one punch yeah and my favorite thing about this is that during the scene all for one's theme is playing and at first you're like is it kind of like for overhaul? You're like, no, yeah. it's, it's for, for Deku. Because like you're seeing the perspective of like a person who does not cannot handle this. Yeah. Essentially, like someone who's not on their level. Yeah. And you're deal. like, oh my god. It was like an insight to what the future holds, essentially. Because he's max power, right? Yeah. Now. Well, also, and like you see the briefest of moments like you were talking about, like you see like he looks like a monster almost. And you you kind of have that like, little moment of like what if Deku was a villain? Like, <laughs> like no one can stop him. Oh uh, yeah, it's like what? What's the flip side coin of like all f- uh, one for all sort of thing? Yeah, and you're right. like, Ugh. yeah, that's the type of thing too, right? I like, I like that too. Foreshadowing, maybe. Yeah. Um. So one thing I want to pre- I want to prefix, um, before we before we finish is that at this time, Sir Nai still alive had the mentality that the future cannot that he sees cannot be changed, so he saw. The reason why he's not talking to All Might anymore is because he saw a vision that All Might will die a horrible death. Mm. And he asked, like, All Might to chill. Like, you know, with the hero stuff. <laughs> All Might's and like, how All about you chill? <laughs> yeah, All Might's like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. And they've all, they've kind of been just at odds since. Kind of like, because, number one, Sonai feels like he can't stop anything from happening and he can't stop All Might. Yeah. And number two, All Might feels weird about the whole situation and, and doesn't know what to say to him in, in, anymore and stuff like yeah. that. So... When this whole situation happens and he sees the future currently, he's like, there's nothing that Deku can do. You know, like when Deku's fighting before the 100% power boost. Right. And there's like nothing that he can do. It's over. Like, but now that Deku's giving him the fucking work. <laughs> and like, I love that shot with Shisaki's eye. It's like Deku put the fear of God in this. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, like, no lie. You see his like a close up of his eye and you see the electricity like reflecting. Yeah. And his, his like super, he looks super irritated because yeah. he's just getting bodied, dude. Just demolished. He's getting stun locked in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, getting juggled. He can't do anything. It's like, I can't do anything! It's like literally. Lock out! Yeah, it's like literally what happens. Like, seriously. <laughs> and um, it's, it's just beautiful. It's the fight it is scene. so good. The music, the choreography, the animation, the art, everything, everything about it was like top tier. And eventually, Deku wins um and beat uh, puts a beat down on him yeah. and, and knocks him out essentially he's, yeah he's done you know and uh eraser head shows up and stops Aries well work. the problem is that Aries starts to actually like rewind deku too much yeah it's starting to actually really hurt him because he's not he's not hurting himself yeah at, at the same rate that Aries is healing him so eraser head shuts her down and saves deku like luckily and yeah. everything like that um and that uh would seemingly be the end of that huh nope nope so, um, <laughs> during this time where the heroes are invading the yakuza it turns out shigaraki and his villains are doing the same well because twice in togar are there aren't yeah because they? they have they had a alliance agreement of like yes. yeah we send you some subordinates and you give us some subordinates that's a sign of trust you know and in reality was just fucked up yeah shigaraki lows overhaul to no no extent i'm just like let's fuck over this guy as soon as possible mm-hmm. right and uh like toga and twice like uh 
kind of peeve off one of the members and like screw everything up. And I don't know if they do anything. They don't get the bullets. Uh, they do. No, they don't. No, they don't. They do that when um. So that's we can we can go to that point yeah. now. So basically, when overhaul's being transferred to, to Tartarus, which is like their heavy security duty place for like the bads of the bad, which is where all for one is. <laughs> yes. Um. It's like it's like this fortress in the middle of nowhere in the ocean. Isn't that right? Yeah. Doesn't Mar- uh Marvel have a similar thing? Yeah, they do. It's um. Well, Hirokoshi is like a humongous fan of like actual like american superheroes and, yeah and um like is it also called tartarus and star wars uh and the mcu yeah i i can check in the meantime um, well why don't you continue with what yeah happens? so do that. um sugar rocky intervenes on their um convoy and basically it <laughs> destroys the transfer vehicle pulls overhaul out takes the bullets and it's like oh you thought you were some hot shit huh <laughs> and he decays overhaul's hands which means he can no longer use his quirk well he decays one of the hands and mr compress takes the other one. Oh, right because um it's called the raft by the way so it's not oh the same. okay whoops um because uh compress actually loses the arm to overhaul before mm-hmm. so it's like yes yeah, so payback like ah. an eye for an eye yeah uh yeah compress takes a high end and shigaraki decays the other one so Overhaul is Overhaul's right like lost his mind. Yeah, he because like he's getting touched, he lost his quirk, and he lost his uh gain of fame, right? Well he's also freaking out because his the boss who he dears so much is in a coma where he was gonna take him out of it with his abilities. Oh hands. right, I forgot about he that. Can't because he no longer can use his quirk. Oh. His quirk is in his hands. Whoops. You should have thought of that. <laughs> you should have thought of that earlier. Really. Uh, sorry, drink. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, guys. I was drinking the Midoriya. Midoriya. Um, so yeah, he's kind of fucked. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much where that ends with him for now. Um, now, and that's pretty much like you know, Deku saves the day. Um, Sernai unfortunately does die. Yep. But he dies looking um reading mario's future and he says you're going to be a great hero and he also believes that deku may have the power to change the future since he did that now now you know as an analysis you can check and say like well was it deku's ability alone or was it the fact that Ari was also there with him that really changed the future like if deku was by himself and couldn't and could not use Ari's ability would he beat overhaul because he was a giga chad yeah <laughs> Adding a child to his harem. Oh God! Stop. No. Cut that out now. No, I'm just this is kidding. family friendly content. I'm we don't kidding. condone that. I'm kidding. I know. I'm just. I know. I so know. speaking of harems, uh, yes. Ochako also comes in. Oh yeah, she comes in hot. So she starts to realize that she starts to have feelings for Deku, which is um so cute. Oh my God! No, it's- well, also because she also saves Deku from the whole thing too, right? Because toga disguises herself as deku right right at the end does she I she does she does yeah disgu- yes she does she disguises herself as deku a downward deku made that humongous crater in the building and then um but deku's up top obviously yeah so I, she doesn't save deku's life though does she 
I thought she saved him. I don't know. No, I thought she. I, th- I don't remember. It's not important. It matter. <laughs> um, basically, she, you know, she starts to think that she has feelings for him. She admires him. I'm trying to throw a Chaco a bone here. <laughs> no, we don't throw. Uh, she's not really important. I know, which just sucks. <laughs> it's like she's your not. only development has been gunhead martial arts. She'll have a moment. Um, come, you know, soon. Soon. She'll have a moment soon. I know. Um, so. Yeah, that's pretty much the end of the overhaul arc for now. Um, they take Ari, they bring her back to UA, and she's like uh, pretty miserable and stuff. So they throw her a festival to cheer her up. So, well, they don't really throw her a festival, but the school. Well, they fest- invite her. They invite her. Yeah. So the school is having a festival. It's pretty much slice of life arc. I don't really want to get into it that much, um, but we do get introduced to another villain <laughs> called Gentle and La Brava. <laughs> So basically, there are just YouTubers that commit crimes, and then so basically, today's YouTubers and streamers. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's pretty much what they are. And um, in there, he was once in the Hero Academy, but he was ass, and uh, and he tried to save somebody once, and um, it made things worse. It made things way worse. I think they died, right? They didn't die. I think they got injured, and like and then a hero, hero came, yeah, to save them. yeah. And uh, he had really big dreams of being like you know a hero, but he never was. But then he got one fan on YouTube, which is a little Bravo over there. Yeah. And um, now they've been a dynamic duo ever since. So he has an ability to like move the like push the air. Is that correct? It's kind of like it solidifies air, and then like he is like a bouncy. Yeah, to it. towards it. And then LaBrava's ability is that she can make someone stronger with her love <laughs> or yeah. admiration. Yeah. So basically, she's like a buff. Yeah, to, to, to gentle. So they start doing crimes and stuff like that, and they're looking for notoriety because they're putting it on YouTube. And they come with the the giant idea to invade UA during the festival. And again, he's not like super malicious or anything. Well, his crimes are not even like that bad. They're that bad. He's not murdering anybody. He's not trying to take over the world. He just kind of wants fame, and he wants to be noticed. Um, gentle is an interesting villain in my eyes because he's kind of like how everyone is today like um not to get i'm not getting like not politically but like just everybody like on social media wants to like reflect themselves like the best version of themselves mm. and they just all want the like likes and clicks even us like we want the views the clout know, chase the clout, yeah <laughs> it's like all about the grind and the clout chase these days and some people obviously do it in a more normal way i don't know if any of this social media stuff will ever be healthy mm. you know you know for like people you know yeah but it can be done like in a healthier way i guess you can say you don't have to commit crimes or just consume <laughs> yourself but even people today go to like ex- such extreme lengths like like that dude who who tackled dave Chappelle the other day oh uh, I, I thought i saw something about that yeah, yeah some dude tackled him on like tried to tackle him on stage mm-hmm. and it had like a prop knife on, well i mean you can go back to jake paul or, or logan paul in all uh, the suicide stuff yeah you logan can paul yeah, you can go back. Or to Jake that. Paul was during the riots that were happening. That too. Yeah, yeah, it's just like people will do the craziest things for fame, and sometimes and like you, you ever saw a Tesla that ran over that ramp and like ran into like five cars, and the guy just abandoned the Tesla and just left. Yeah, it's just like people are crazy. Um, so it's kind of like a reflection of today's world to some degree. I and mean, Gentle is a lot more mannered than yeah that. he's like a gentleman and stuff like that you know he doesn't he's not evil but i'm just making it yeah, yeah i know, I, I, I got a you. connection i i don't want to stay uh, i don't want to uh, well they humanize him because he's not a dickhead yeah he's like he's a very respectful person and like he's at the core he's a good person like yeah. when uh, he ends up running into deku which comes you know deku gets these like new gauntlets 
Yeah. He can use like uh, air force abilities. Yeah. Like, because he can push the air, like, with, you know, the f- sheer force of his his strength. So he decides to, like, as a range attack, because he's trying to, like, you know, equip his arsenal. Right. He has, like, these air force pushes that he does with his hands. Like, pew, pew, pew. Yeah. And, like, the big thing is, like, security is, like, super top notch with this yes. event because, you know, everything has happened so far. So, like, if one, if one alarm trips, right? The whole thing's getting shut down. And and you have to imagine, like, this whole thing is for Aerie because she's been this miserable, tormented child. She doesn't feel like she, like, she doesn't feel like she belongs. She feels like she's gonna, she's gonna get people killed yeah. just by her presence being there and stuff. And she's haunted by, Shis, you know, she, uh, Shisaki or Overhaul. So, um, they're doing this to, you know, to cheer up yeah. and to try to, like, warm up, like, you know, warm her up to the idea that she's yeah. free now. Um, so Deku comes across them. He fights them. And he refuses to let them interfere because he knows what's at stake. They yeah. don't know what's at stake. But obviously, they have their own convictions, too. So it's a battle of convictions. Like, on one hand, Deku wants to bring joy to this little girl. On the other hand, uh, Gentle wants to make La Brava the only fan he ever had prou- and the only one who ever recognizes that he exists proud yeah. of him and shows that he's actually worth something, proves something to himself. So it's the battle of convictions, and um, and you know what? For a like jokish kind of character, he actually has a lot, of, a lot of the intricacies to him. He a lot of intricacies, and the fight's actually really good too. It is really good too. He goes off, and especially when Lebrava gives him the the buff, he tries really hard. Yeah. But you you see the goodness in him, like because like he's like when when he eventually inevitably gets caught, um, you know, Deku apprehends him, and he's like, you know, just tell him it was all me. Like, don't let Lebrava get the heat. Yeah, you know, he was telling her to run and leave, and like, was like, oh, I brainwashed her, you know. Yeah, like I, I was, it was on me. So you, you really see that he cares about her, and I forget if she's an actual adult or not. I think they just draw her like that, but she's not actually a kid. I, it, it's, it's, check the wiki because <laughs> sure. I, I remember the flashback where she's in school, but I don't know how much time actually passes since, since then. And the, yeah, well, you have to imagine that like he has like a whole beard now. He looks kind of old. Um. But did he always have silver hair? I don't remember. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so it gets it gets gets tricky. She's twenty one. Okay. Yeah, she's twenty one, and Gentle is thirty two. So it's not that bad. It's only ten years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be like, here I go. She comes. Hey, uh, <laughs> so rule thirty four. No, I'm joking. Do oh 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 oh. That is a cricket. That is not the That's one. The, oh man, I gotta. Uh, you done goofed. I uh, it's over. Uh, okay. The, <laughs> there it is <laughs> i'm sorry oh, okay. no i can't stop it oh no <laughs> oh man we're off the rails all right okay. so uh, all right, i died again this is family friendly <laughs> content okay um so yeah so he gets apprehended um they have the spring they have the little festival thing and airy really enjoys the performance that they put on and you see like the shadow looming over her Gets to speak. Dis- you know, disintegrate, and she's like, "Hooray! Wow!" Shout out to uh, Jiro for getting the spotlight. Yeah, right. She, um, Jiro. We haven't really mentioned her. She's one of uh, the people in class A. She has like headphones for ears. Yeah, her. She got like sonic abilities. Yeah, she has sonic abilities, and she was like, uh, she devised this whole plan to like have the kids perform a, um, a song or something yeah. like that. And actually, it's a pretty good song. Yeah, it's pretty fire. Yeah. All right. So, um, going on from there. We've rescued Aerie, we've had a good time, Gentle's been apprehended, and now we're moving on to a new training arc. Hooray! <laughs> this, <right>, is- so, <laughs> this is where, like, the criticism really, really gears. Yeah. So, um... Tell me, tell me, Jake, what grinds your gears? 
What grinds my gears is class 1B being relevant to the story <laughs> at all. <laughs> Let me talk about the things I don't give a fuck about. Class 1A, well, class 1B, excuse me. I care about class 1A. Well, so- sometimes. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I find these characters the most irrelevant, useless characters on the planet. Like, I, I don't know. Like, especially at this time. Like, they barely had any screen time. No one has, and, and there's no one's had any character development. Not really. And, like, no one just, no one cares. Not even Shinso? Well, Shinso's not part of them. Not okay. Really. Okay. Because, oh, we never even talked about Shinso. We've not. That was actually, a, that's a derp on our part. Well, was was actually prevalent to some stuff. Well, Shinso got important now with this arc. No, like, he was important before too. We hit one to some extent because it kind of interludes into this. Yeah. Okay. True. All right. I'll, real quick. Real quick. Okay. Well, prefix again. <laughs> we're, we're we're going back. So back when we were having the initial tournament, um, Deku's first match was against this kid, um, who was not in any program at the moment, um. This was kind of a test to see if he should be in the program. Well, not even it was like he was in general studies. He was just in general. That's what I mean. Yeah, like in the hero program is what I mean. Yeah, and he's a, his kid. His name is Shinso. He's really dope. His he has a um a quirk called uh, brainwash where if you if he says something to you and you respond to him, he now has control over you. Right. Um, Deku. This happened to Deku, and something occurred with him and one for all where he almost felt like someone was talking to him. Or yeah, like inside, or he could see like different people and it snapped them out of it yeah essentially right flash forward now we're back all right so um, <laughs> there's this whole thing with class a versus class b where they have like this big tournament where class a has to fight teams on class b and it's a 5v5 tournament and whoever apprehends the other more of the other ones by the end of the marker or whoever does it first or whatever wins right so you go through the motions here um you have some character development for some people. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> um, I, I really don't care. About I know this you part. don't. Okay. I, I don't. I don't like the prefix. I don't like the prefix. Uh, not the. <laughs> oh, not the prefix. We've been saying that so much. I don't like the the setup that class one B has any business contending with class one A. They've been like, while well, you guys have been on the field hunting real villains and going out on real missions, we've been staying the blade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. We've been sharpening our tools. Well, it's, it's mostly this douche nozzle in the middle next uh, to Dagu. What is his name now? <laughs> Not. Um, Monoma. Monoma, yeah, yeah, Monoma. Um yeah, Monoma is the he wants he wants the infamy of class one A. Yeah. But doesn't have the apparently he's a side unfortunately for him, he's a side character. Yeah. <laughs> um, a very minimal side character. And um Yeah, I just don't give a shit about this this tournament. I was I remember this being like super slow when I was reading this and like I was losing a lot of interest in my hero at this time. Not like I was never gonna read it again and drop it, but I was kind of just like Man, we just got off this like super dope arc. Gentle was pretty cool, and yeah. now we're here. And but this arc does have two caveats that I want to talk about in particular. One of them is that Bakugo is actually a really good leader, and you see his progression. He leads his team of five, and he basically they one and done everybody. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he he respects and knows how to coordinate with his teammates. That could be part of the reason, like you know, part of the fact that they made him participate in the festival previously. Right. He was playing drums and getting know, know everybody loosening up a little bit to people and stuff. So maybe now, yeah. as as their experience goes on, as their fighting together goes on, and notate that Bakugo is and uh, and Todoroki, the other two most powerful on in the class, were not present during the overhaul arc because they don't have their license. Right. Um. So at this time. Um, Deku goes on and he's fighting with um, 
Ochako and Ida on his team, and he's fighting. But Ida's on it. Is he not? No. I could have sworn. Never mind then. He's with Ochako. And um, he's fighting a team of Class 1B, who I don't care about, and Shinso, who is... Um, they don't know where he's going to be, but he's part of the hero program now, yeah. essentially. Um, and he's been training with Eraserhead, which is pretty fire. Yeah, that's why he's got the bandages on him. Yes, like, and he has a new mask, as you can see. Because you have to imagine, like, his power is cool, but once you realize what it is, like, how do you how do you use it? Right? Yeah. Because if a villain figures it out, they just won't respond, and then he's useless, right? Mm. So his mask actually makes him mimic other people voices which is really sick yeah and um which also gives him an edge you know and deku's going into this realizing that shins he's fighting shinso and realize that there's something going on one for all like he's been having these dreams and like different things right and he doesn't know he doesn't really understand what's happening throughout this time right and um he decides that he's gonna get brainwashed on purpose this time so that way he can see because last time something happened when he did get brainwashed so he wants to see if it'll happen again is that what is that what happens yes i don't remember him intentionally wanting to get brainwashed i'm pretty sure it was because he had that whole moment in his bed where like electricity went all over the place yeah but hmm i don't think it was in the middle of the fight though all right right. i know i know like because it's him and ochako versus shinso and monama and they're kind of like fighting in this area and then like uh see if you <laughs> I'm trying to see live fact checking <laughs> the four of them are throwing down in the middle and Deku is like reeling back and is like I'm gonna sock this bitch in the face I'm gonna use my quirk and all of a sudden his hand explodes with this dark tendril energy yes and he's like what the fuck what the fuck yeah. what the fuck and yeah, everyone's right. kind of like is that Deku's quirk? <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh... Yeah, and, like, he is, like, clenched in pain, and, like, it's tearing apart his arm sort of thing, and it's going... It's, like, destroying the arena. Destroying and the Shizu's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, he's like... Yeah, right? <laughs> and, uh, of course, like, he's kind of freaking out, not knowing what's happening. And, um, Ochako even goes up there and tries to snap yeah. him out of it and stuff. So that's her moment. She goes up there to her boyfriend and like, it's like, yo, babe, what's you doing, man? What you, what's this creepy tentacle shit you got going? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Deku in his mind ends up going to this place called the Vestige World where, so again, flashback when Deku gets brainwashed the first time, he actually sees the users of one for all for the first time, the previous ones. Yeah. And this time he actually talks to one. So he talks to the fifth user um this guy. banjo is his name right yeah if i'm not mistaken and his quirk is called black whip it's pretty much a spider-man ability where it shoots out and it grips things mm. um it's pretty much a capture technique for the most part or right. a swing technique or a traversal technique or whatever you want to call it and this is where you learn that similarly to how we talked about how there's an evolution of quirks that are occurring these days yeah, Deku's quirk has evolved even beyond its normal capabilities. So it's as he learns at this moment in time that he will manifest each quirk of the past users of One for All. Yeah, and so, so essentially he's got like seven quirks lined up, yes, lined up and and on their way. Mm. Um, you kind of find out, like you know, that the quirks, like you know, through quirk evolution, like 
one for all gain some sort of sentience in that like as you have a quirk like your personality and essence of the quirk is still intact with it right so like when you pass it on or when you're when it's taken or or whatever um a little essence a little part of you oh my god my nose holy shit sorry <laughs> Yeah, so you kind of find, like, I don't know, you kind of have the essence of the, the person that, you know, first uh, had the quirk inside of it to some extent. Right. And you're getting this vestige world area. So Deku gets brainwashed this time, like you mentioned, willingly. Um, the second time to stop, because Shinzo tells him to stop, and he, you know, he does eventually. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much the highlight of this arc. Can I, am I... I have one gripe with this arc. Yeah. Is that this shit happens, right? Teachers are like, what the fuck is going on? You know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, everyone's kind of like, who? And then Monoma comes out of nowhere, resumes the fight. And it's like, shouldn't we, you know, address this? Like, you know, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Right. And, um, was it Aizawa is like let them fight <laughs> you know yeah. and I'm like no no it's no like, no bro he literally almost destroyed like this whole facility yeah like that's my one thing I was just like I know it's a shonen and like you you know gotta have the fight but like at the same time I'm just like you couldn't like you know be like a little more cautious a little more like that's not a good idea maybe <laughs> maybe we should put a pause on this you know I know why do you have black tentacles coming out of your hand <laughs> yeah right it's just like, and also like the stupidity of everyone. Like, Deku was just like, "Oh, this must be a new aspect of my quirk I didn't know about." Literally, and everyone just takes it. Yeah, literally, when it first happened in the manga, the main theory that was going on is like, "Is that all for one like tentacle thing coming yeah. out?" And I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> like, crazy. I was like, "I kind of don't like the color." Of the it. Green. Yeah, it just coincides with everything about him that like I know, but like fucking um that uh one for all just kind of changes to the users and uh you know liking i know i because like when it was originally like uh illustrated and stuff it was kind of like this red tendril thing and i was like that's a lot cooler <laughs> looking it and it was a lot more threatening the first time i have it because you're like all for one like, yeah <laughs> well now that we know what it is and it's just a grappling ability it's kind of like eh. yeah but this leads into the next section which would be briefly like the preliminary provisional license exam things where bakugo and todoroki are now like having to be tortured by these little gremlin children <laughs> with cammy who's an idiot yeah <laughs> uh yeah. oh we also forgot um what's her face um that's the one who makes his uh his gear oh hasume hasume his, his second heart uh his third harem um person so like this woman this woman's <laughs> constantly like barging out of her thing falling on top of him and his her boobs in his face yeah. and otaku stay being mad about it <laughs> and, and it's funny don't get me wrong but basically she like makes his gear and stuff like that so now he wants to make like it doesn't he have like holes now in his thing for or they did he always yeah that? yeah no no now he's got like now he has like little holes in his gauntlets for his black whip yeah um and uh yeah, so Todoroki, going back, Todoroki, Kami, and all the people who failed the provisional license scams, exams, excuse me, um, go through this little thing where they have to, like, rein children in who yeah. are literally menaces to society. Yeah. And they're little twerps. And go through these, like, you know, slice of life little challenges yeah. to um, show that they can be true heroes too fast forward they get to hero license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's get to the cool part. All right, cool part, <laughs> cool part. So this is another gripe I had. Um, oh, 
Which way? Which which way are we going? Which order are we going? Anime order? Or are we no, go- going manga order? Okay, we're going manga order. Okay, so I need to go back one then. So <laughs> I have a gripe with this season because this came first in the manga, so it went class one AB, the provisional license exams. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then and then um my villain academia. So in this arc. You're gonna find that it focuses his pre- predominantly on the villains, right? Yeah. Uh, Shigaraki does not have one all for one anymore. He's broke, has no resources, no money. He's in this little shed. He uh, destroyed Overhaul, but still has no fame or notoriety or any you know anything. Yeah. And he gets um, contacted by Doctor Uchiko, the doctor for All for One, mm. and he says, "You are the successor, you know, to All for One, and I will, you know, go through the motions to help you, give you resources, give you power, but you have to prove yourself to me." Yeah. Pretty much. And Shigaraki's like, all right, like, what do we got to do, you know? Yeah. And he's like, you got to rein in Gigantomachia. <laughs> now, Gigantomachia is like this, just like this human monstrosity. A behemoth. A literal behemoth. And uh, he is only submissive to all for one. So Shigaraki and the League of Villains have to gain its respect and dom- and dominate it. And he's literally like destroyed. One of the strongest villains. They're like all for one level, like you know, super, super strong. And Shigaraki's, or none of them are not there yet, right? Right. So they go and they're fighting this dude. And from my understanding, they're fighting him for like days with like very little. It's literally like because what happens is when you're fighting Gigantomachia, he literally grows in size and he becomes this indomitable force that just doesn't run out of steam except for three hours a day. He kind of takes a breather, like a sleep, and then just goes right and then, back at it. And he knows where you are. Yeah, he like, can track you. He is like they run away and regroup somewhere else. And literally, you see like the trees coming down in the distance. You're like, oh fuck, he's back. <laughs> like, yeah. So I think it's five days of this. Yes. And like they are run ragged. Now, meanwhile, um, there's this group who we mentioned before, the Meta Liberation Army. They're finally coming into play again. So. They've been kind of inkling themselves into society, ingraining in like hero tech companies and like different, excuse me, politicians everywhere. They're pretty much like everywhere. Yeah, they're not really like a villain party. They're kind of like this political. They're this like political movement where yeah. they they feel the meta uh, the meta liberation army. It f- wants to follow the path of Destro, and they feel that hero society has misinterpreted Destro's mother, the mother of Quirk's words, right? She feels that, they feel that Quirk should not be regulated. They should not be restricted. They should not do anything. Anyone should be able to use their Quirk, like, you know, as much as they want, whenever they want, to do whatever they want. And that's pretty much the ideology of the Metal Liberation Army. Now, the Metal Liberation Army is no longer run by Destro, but now by its current boss, Redestro, the big schnoz man. Yeah, the big <laughs> schnoz man. So, from my understanding, Redestro is the son of Destro, and um, he's this big lead. Uh, not only the leader, but like this big, like head executive of like this hero um, uh, weapon or yeah. hero armor, um, hero tech company. And um, 
he decides that the the League of Villains is a stain on society and wants to take him out. Right. So he contacts Shigaraki and is like, we're going to fuck you up, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You have no options. We're going to fuck you up. And Shigaraki's kind of just like, you know what, man? Let's bring the big guy to them. Right? <laughs> yeah. Let's let them deal with it. So he uh, he they teleport over to... Um, to the city where they're predominantly the Metal Liberation Army is at. Yeah. And we have a couple developments here for the League of Villains. I really love this arc. So the first one we're going into is Toga. Yeah. So Toga starts brawling with everyone and you get a lot of big flash toys with her, essentially you know, with Oop. um that's not Toga. <laughs> no, so, there, <laughs> <it is. laughs> there she is, little little crazy girl. And um you get like a lot into her history about her quirk and her family. Do you want to get into that, Michael, at all? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting what my villain academia does is that you start seeing the kind of like failings mm-hmm. of hero society where Toga is like her whole quirk revolves around her ingesting blood and then she uses that to kind of transform. Yes. And the inherent nature of the quirk has kind of caused her to become a little bit Coofy? a little bit well well she's she's not mentally all there right she has a fascination with blood and stuff well she has like an addiction to it yeah but it's not her fault it's like the quirk requires it of her yeah and like you find out like her family like loved her and thought she was a freak and stuff mm-hmm. even in school like people were, were kind of like eh, you know and then she resolved herself to be like i'm gonna be normal i'm gonna make sure i'm trying to be normal but she can't keep it up and one day she cracks and she finally says like fuck being normal yeah. like i'm gonna embrace this uh and because like she gets into a fight with uh this girl this news lady who like wants to big scoop on her yeah. and she's her ability is literally killer queen from Jojo where she just, everything's a bomb. I'm going to turn everything yeah. into a bomb. And she's like destroying Toga. Cause like these doors are a bomb. Like these li- people are a bomb. And it's like, how do you fight this? Like everything yeah. has been like rigged and note that the, during this time, like the army has like a hundred thousand strong. Yeah. They're a little they're army. All there. Yeah, well, almost. They're like, there's a big part piece yeah. of them that's there fighting them right now. So like, there's like these six dudes fighting like hundreds, of thousands of people. Right. And um, you, it's like it's Toga's an interesting character because not not it really does reflect the like you said the failings of hero society. Like you see that she's being rejected by her own parents. She's being rejected by everyone else. And like again, this is supposed to be the society that like supports people with quirks right yeah but it's only the quirks that they like that's what you find that only is like normal enough the only right? normal enough people can survive in this world uh, you can even briefly see this with like shinso stuff is that like yeah he has the weird quirk of like brainstorm like brainwashing and they're and, afraid of him and they're afraid of him and it's like you have to have the right quirks that are flashy and like good for public eye and stuff. yeah so you see like there's there's failings here there's like societal norms that are affecting others that don't fall into that category right and um, you see that it really failed Toga in the system. Instead of getting help or the love that she needed. Because she's... 
it's interesting like she, she wants to be like the people that she is in love she's with. in love with or admires right and yeah. that's that's a consequence of her quirk which requires the blood to do so yeah. so she's constantly craving blood and she's now associated that 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 need as love yeah you know what i mean like because she, she like has her moment in this fight where she takes well, she, she she wants to she starts thinking about Ochako. Yeah, and she takes her, her um, her blood, and she transforms into Ochako. Ochako, Ochako, excuse me. Yeah. Oh, maybe trying to get away. I don't really remember like the goal of that was, but like, she ends up learning that through the evolution. Yeah, she can actually use the quirks of the people of uh, the people that she ingests. Right. Yeah. Like the blood of the people that she ingests. So like, she starts using the gravity quirk. Yeah, and kills this bitch <laughs> yeah just whops this bitch dude. yeah um and you see a lot of evolutions throughout the fights yes and we'll get there yeah um, um but she ends up getting hurt really bad in the process of this and we're not really sure if she makes it out she actually gets saved by another character yeah. who's really important yep twice twice right so, above my head yeah we haven't mentioned twice that much throughout this but he's basically this character that has the quirk to make copies of himself or yeah. others um and he had this incident once where he made like a crap ton of copies mm. of himself and um he started to forget which one was the original and he started like they all started like fighting like i'm the original no i'm yeah. the original i'm the original i'm the original and like you know they all start fighting each other and evaporating evaporating and he kind of lost his mind and the idea that is he the real one or is he not and he kind of has like this dual personality where one is like super timid and the other one's like very outspoken yeah so like he has this whole big thing where he has a mask on and that's what keeps him together like, yeah um He's still a nut, but like he's yeah. he's still functional. Yeah. So he tries to rescue Toga, but uh, was it Mister Com this uh, Compress? No, this. Oh, the this um, dude. Yeah, the creepy dude who televises everything, right? Yeah, he's a politician guy, right? Uh, it's him. I think it's also him too. Well, he's like the media guy, though. Yeah, but it's like a, a political person. But yeah, he's like a media guy, and like they are hounding him with a. It's weird. It's like they're kind of copies of him, but they're not copies of him. It's weird. I think that's what the guy of the hair does. It's mm -hmm. like he has his like programmings or whatever mm -hmm. that like take over a quirk or whatever. Like he knows all of his weaknesses. He knows to take off the mask and stuff. Yeah. And he, his like the evil clones of him have Toga and are like trying to break her neck sort of thing yeah and he's freaking the fuck out because like toga and him have a kind of like weird friendship where he, he she accepts him for who he is and she he likes her and yeah. like doesn't have a problem with the way she is so they he's always like oh my god toga chan yeah you know what i mean right and, and everything so like they have they have this big thing he cares about her a lot yeah so like he finally loses it and he I don't know if it's an evolution, but I think he kind of just accepts his quirk. Well, he was always so broken. I think he just, like, we didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know that he was so broken because he's only made copies. Like, yeah. he'll make copies of others and, like, you know, but not, like, to a crazy extent. But he would never make copies of himself. But he decided. It's kind of, I, I love this. Like, let me tell you why I love this arc. I love this arc because this is exactly how a hero arc would go, but it's the villains. Yes. Your friends are in trouble. 
you're you're only one who can stop them. Yeah, and you have to break your limits. The power of friendship. Yeah, the power of friendship. But with villains, it's so it's so. And I heard it was very taboo in Japan. Apparently, they don't like the villains that much. Like, if you ever feel like if you if you look at the villain arcs, like the, even the campfire arc, anytime it has to do with the villains, it's very rushed. And mm. apparently, it's because like the Japanese don't like. Uh, I could be wrong, but apparently, the Japanese don't like the villains really very much. Interesting. It's, they they're they're very popular in the West, but. The West doesn't dictate how it goes, obviously. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, what was interesting is that uh, what's what's his move called? It's like the March of the Sad Parade. Like, what is it? It's sad Parade. Sad Parade. Yeah. Right, and like he explodes oh, yeah. into copies and upon copies of himself. It's like he's amassed his own army. Yeah. What did he call it? It was like the move is called Sad Man's Parade, but it's like something else. I forget. Let me see. Which is such a fucking cool name. I love that. Yeah, right. Let's see if that comes up. Infinite. Uh, let's see. Sad Man's Parade. I guess that's all it is. It's just Sad Man's, uh, Sad Man's Parade. So, okay. yeah. I, I thought he had like a special move name for it. Because, you know, they have like... Uh, if Oh, I guess it's a full name. Infinite Double Sad Man's Parade. That's what it is. Okay. It's a super move where he goes crazy. So, basically, he just like makes like... Oh, thousands of himself right. it just thousands and overruns the city and uh, shigaraki's like trying to make his way to like uh redestro to fight him yeah at this time you know yeah and he's like having to go through villains decaying them and you see at one point that when he decays them he decays somebody the spread of that decay kills other people too yeah so like if you get he's evolved in a sense now right um to this, where if he like say like I touched a keyboard or something or I touched Michael over here right, ah! yeah, right? <laughs> and then someone's uh, the ghost is next to Michael and a little bit of ash of Michael sprinkles on ghost now ghost starts decaying yeah and it's kind of just like you know going forward from there and um, you're seeing that he's progressing yeah you know in general so now Shigaraki with twice his clones because they also go there because i not the prefix that um the, the they're like dealer or whoever like gives them like smuggles like gear to them or like food yeah. or whatever to the, the villains is being captured and tortured by them right. and twice is good friends with him so because twice is all about his friends right because he'd never had friends before so now he has friends and he really cares about them so he that's they also went there to rescue him i think his name is garo or something maybe i'm wrong because that sounds like a, a one punch man character <laughs> it is like one punch man <laughs> <laughs> one that character is similar though Ajin, i want to feel like this it's okay name. it doesn't matter whatever he's a side character yeah <laughs> and um so um they all rescue him and like with the clones and like uh uh twice also makes clones of the league people too. yeah and uh shigaraki ends up going toe-to-toe redestro and like a, you know a bunch of people and he's getting kind of whooped a little bit yeah because redestro's quirk is that the more stress he gets like the more bulky and like strong like yeah he turns into a big boy yeah another behemoth to yeah. some extent and um Basically, you get now Shigaraki's backstory, which is, like, the most impactful part. And, again, I had big gripes with this in the anime. I just feel like the anime didn't do it well. I don't know what it is, but I just remember feeling some type of way when reading that in the manga and being like, fuck. You know, that's really fucked up. 
and and that's really sad. And then when I when I uh, and it's rushed too. It just feels so rushed. Like this arc in the anime, I had such big gripes with. I was waiting for this arc. So let me get to that before I get the Shigaraki okay, thing. Okay, okay. Like, Shigaraki's thing is, is is good and it's a good story. I want to get to that positively, but let me get my gripes out of the way. Okay. This arc. So in the anime in specific, yeah, it goes. It goes from the class one A provisional stuff to the internship arc with with Endeavor, which we'll get to in, in a few. And um and this is bullshit because this doesn't happen until after my hero uh, my villain academia and they solely did this for the movie it seemed like they sacrificed this whole season for the movie because they pushed what should have been the internship arc at the end they pushed my villain academia at the end which was a like less episodes to cover this shit and it, they just it just felt rushed the animation was kind of poor this should have been like crazy good animation season three overhaul stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it just wasn't it wasn't at all so I just feel like was it season three overhaul or four? Three. Three. No, 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 four. Because cool. three was the offer one. Yeah, so season yeah. four stuff. So like honestly, man, it was really disappointing to go from some something so godlike to that to having this like major moment with the main villain of the story so far and just have it kind of fall on deaf ears. Like it just like they kinda of like they kinda of fast forward through a lot of st- I don't know. It just it just felt rushed. They didn't really like handle it very well. And um, the animation wasn't that great. I, I, I wasn't happy the way they laid it out all for the movie, which I, I haven't seen because I'm boycotting it personally. That's how tight I am. Because <laughs> I was really excited for this arc and for this season to go crazy, and they just didn't deliver it to me. So I'm hoping yes, that they, they do better. You know, speaking of movies, because My Hero had three movies now? Yeah, it's three movies. The second movie was fire. Like, I didn't... I have the first movie on DVD. It's still... Watch it. It's still up there. It's sealed in my... I haven't seen the first movie, actually. I know. We were supposed to watch it together. Imposter watches. Uh, <laughs> this movie that's been out for, like, five years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who is Melissa? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, I know who she is, because, like, I've seen spoilers and stuff, yeah. but I haven't seen the actual... Yeah, film. you want to talk about harem adding, dude. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, all right. So that's my grievances with this season. Not a big fan. Not a big fan of the the choices that they made. Um, but Shigaraki's backstory. So you go into Shigaraki's backstory. You find out where he is named Tom uh, Shimura Tomura. Yeah. Right. That's his actual name, and he's this kid. <coughs> well, like we said last time, he's the grandson of. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. He's Long pipe. Uh, yeah, so she he's the grandson of uh, Nana Shimura, the seventh user, a one for all, the actual seventh user, a one for all. And um, basically, he lives with his mother, his father, and his, uh, his sister, and his um, grandparents. Yeah. And his dog. And his, and his dog, oh, yes. <laughs> his little Shiba Inu. Yeah. Um, and he wants to be a hero. Yes, that's his dream. Yeah, but his dad has a hate boner for oh, heroes a fat hate boner for heroes because obviously nana died to offer one and couldn't raise him so he's not very happy with the hero society yeah um and uh tomura <laughs> not shigaraki yet tomura yeah tomura uh he's a little weird like he's a little like timid and yeah. like he's like he, his quirk hasn't developed yet, but mm-hmm. like he's got like kind of these some of these physical problems. Like he's got these like big. Uh, well, he he has like this itch on around his eyes that makes his eyes like really crusty and like dry. Yeah, like he's always scratching. So like he's always going like you know scratching his eye area. His like you know 
uh, orbital hole. face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then it's orbital cavity. Is that what it is? I sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so like one day he and his sister are digging for the office and like find out like oh we were related to a yeah, hero my grandmother was a hero and yeah like, that tomorrow was like whoa what the fuck and like this is awesome yeah and like the sister ratted him out or whatever yeah it's basically like he got she got caught with the photo or something or whatever the case may be the dad found out and she blamed uh you know tomara and he was like what the fuck and he, he got the dog shit beaten out of him which yeah. it was an irregular event in this household and like he's constantly getting beaten by his dad his dad's like super aggro and hates him very much and like is constantly treating him like shit grandparents don't do anything the sister doesn't do anything the mother doesn't do anything and he just feels like alone like all he wants to do is just be a great hero and everyone's telling him that he can't and he just feels like a loser and like he just yeah. feels hated and he's just like super sad and you get to this scene where he's crying and like holding his dog and he's just like, you know, like, why can't I just, you know, whatever, you know, be yeah. a hero, like, what's wrong? Why doesn't no one stick up for me, you yeah. know, or whatever the case may be? And uh, out of nowhere, you just see, like, a pile of blood in his hands. Yeah. And he's just like, what the fuck? And yeah. you see the dog is dead and, like, just, like, in pieces on the floor. Yeah. And then the sister comes out. She sees that. She, she freaks out. Well, she comes out to apologize yeah. to him, but then she freaks because she sees all the blood yeah. in his hands. And like he tries reaching out to her to like stop her to explain like, hey, yeah. like I don't, I don't know what's happened. going. Yeah, and then he, as he touches her, she disintegrates and starts turning into goop. Yeah, and it just becomes a domino effect of like people come outside. And he's like holding her on the ground. Yeah. the mother and grandparents are there, and, and the mother is like, "Oh my god!" and like trying to like reach out to hold him yeah. and as she starts to grab him and she and he grabs her she just disintegrates and yeah. he's like freaking the fuck out and like he's touching the floor and like parts of the house are disintegrated yeah to, to get disintegrated yeah. the grandparents are, are now disintegrated and then finally the dad comes out and like <laughs> the whole family's dead at this point and he is like flabbergasted like what the fuck he's just like he's just like shocked but like you can see like at this moment in time that like his dad didn't his dad did care about him to some extent because like when you see like i don't know there's just like there's not rage in his face like yeah. you see like as he's being drawn by hirokoshi you see like shock and like sadness and just like what is going on to my son yeah like you know what i mean like what is going a like, concern like what is going on to my son yeah but at this point it's just it's too late yeah she directly leaps on him yeah like for some reason he says like he's felt like like after like a second like when he really thinks about it like and he's like in the moment he's like why am i in like i'm enjoying this yeah you know what i mean like i'm not itchy anymore mm. like you know and then he finally he leaps on his dad like you said yeah there's like grotesque like creepy ass face yeah grabs him by the neck yeah. and like actually purposefully like disintegrates, disintegrates his father yeah. yeah so he kills him like in cold blood like on purpose and you you see like the darkness rise in him and he becomes you know at some point he goes on the street like one all for one finds him and names him shigaraki and it's history yeah you know and then come back to the present where he's evolved his abilities even further so yeah. like isn't so at this point i he hasn't evolved he remembers 
Because uh, Shigaraki did not remember anything about his past for a very long time. Or if he did, it was like in the very accesses of it, the back accesses of his mind where he just didn't, you know, didn't know. Yeah. And also like the hands that are on Shigaraki were the hands of his dead relatives. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> it's not just decoration. All for one made for him. I think they're also receivers like, like, um, cause all for one, like for a long time, you're like, well, how does all for one know everything? But he still has like, he still has one. Huh. I never really we'll, thought about that. Huh. We'll get there. Okay. We're not there yet. But essentially, um, Shigaraki comes to his full realization about who he is and what he wants to do. Yeah. And that he just wants to be the... the he, wants to, he wants to destroy everything. Yeah. That's his goal. To destroy... He finally has a goal that he really wants to attain. Yeah. And obviously, he wants... Like, he actually cares about his... Like, the, the league. So, like, anything they want or people they want alive, he'll exclude. Yeah. yeah. To some extent, you right? Because um, he wants them to be happy too. But his main goal is to just destroy everything, and he like lets off like this humongous blast of decay that just destroys like the majority of the city, like in one shot. Yeah, and, and downs Redestro. and downs Redestro. Redestro has to like cut off his limbs or he'll disintegrate, so he has no legs anymore. He still has arms, but he has no legs. Yeah. And Redestro is like, yo, that's true freedom right there. Because Redestro's like whole thing is that like they want to be free. Yeah, right. And Redestro feels tethered to like his his wants, you know. Yeah. While while Shigaraki is just pure destruction, mm. and he's like, this is the most free that like someone could be. And Shigaraki is is now bestowed um, the title of leader of the Liberation Army. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, while this happened, uh, Gigantomachia came in. Yes. And surprised, also, and also destroyed and fucked shit up. Yeah. At the same time. Um and. After all this, he finally submitted to Shigaraki. Shigaraki as well. He accepts him as a master after he sees like the catacly- uh, cataclysmic damage that he caused to the city. He's like, yo, fuck. <laughs> I like this guy. I like this, guy. <laughs> this guy likes his women. I like yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he becomes the new leader. There are now deemed uh, the para- Paranormal Liberation Front, right? Yeah. And... Uh, he is. He now has like the, the mass resources of a hundred thousand army, power buffs, and money. You know anything yeah. that he needs, he has it on deck. And plus, the doctor is also helping him. Yes. Further. So now you see that Shigaraki is going into an incubation period where he will be under experiments to increase his abilities and gain even further power. Yeah. So he's kind of he's kind of after this he's kind of AFK for a while. Yeah. All right. Meanwhile, so, meanwhile, <laughs> after this, we get to the section of endeavors. Um, Redemption slash the Todoroki internship slash drama. So Todoroki with his new provisional license decides to do a new internship because this is third rounds of internships. And Todoroki asks Deku and Bakugo if they'd like to go train with Endeavor because Endeavor wants to, now the number one hero wants to train uh, Shoto, but Shoto won't agree unless he trains Deku and Bakugo alongside of them. Yeah. So they go through this whole situation where now, with Endeavor being a piece of shit that he was, yeah. he's trying, and now, like, you know, being number one, he's he's kind of like go of the whole All Might thing because he is number one now, even if it's by proxy. Yeah. He's finally in the slot, you know what I mean? And I think maybe, you know, giving perspective the fact that All Might's power was not his own to some extent. You know what yeah. I mean? Like obviously his his personality, the way he did things, sorry, and everything was um was his own, but the the power itself was not. So he's trying to figure out how to be a better number one hero. Well, yeah, even before that or while that, um uh, if you uh 
If you sorry. okay, <laughs> <laughs> if you notice, uh, he's got a big old shiner. Oh yeah, on his face now. Yes, he does. And uh, it's because a Nomu gets into a fight with him, and it's like it's, a very different one. Yeah, it's definitely different. It's um one of it's a very high grade. No, it's a high grade. Nomu? Yeah, and um, it's it's a uh, hood, right? Yeah, and yeah. Endeavor gets into a fucking brawl, and the whole world is watching. It's like his first mission as number one hero when he first gets announced as like number one. Yeah, and he like he does this humongous fire explosion, fire fist thing. Yeah, explodes him and and the 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 hood, and finally defeats it. And he does like the the all might hand fist in the air, air. fist in the air pose. And he's like, I'm here, and it's like super epic. But now he has this giant fat scar because of the damage of the fight. So he's kind of like. And Todoroki was watching and, like, kind of rooting him on, but slowly not. Like, they're trying to almost mend their relationship to some degree. Because, like, yeah. Todoroki can't forget what he's done, yeah. you know? But he also acknowledges the change his father's trying to make. And he's like, I can't accept you as a father, but I can accept you as the number one hero endeavor. Yeah. Which is, like, progress, you know, to some extent. I mean, I think him getting beaten down by Hood has, like, humbled him, him a little bit. Because yeah. he was like oh fuck like you know <laughs> and i think he's just trying to understand like what it means now like because he's let go like he, his whole goal was to be number one and surpass all might but there's nothing to surpass anymore and he is number one yeah so he's kind of like that 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 hatred and drive is like kind of no longer in in gear you know right. what i mean so he's trying to really understand how to do better and obviously no one in hero society knows that the number two hero, now number one hero, has such a crooked history, right. you know, um, in general. So in this section, you find that Endeavor is teaching a Deku how to control Black Whip. Uh, Bakugo is trying to get bigger and better explosions. And Todoroki is trying to really master his fire abilities as opposed to his ice abilities. Right. And um, you get this huge thing where they end up going to the Todoroki house for dinner. Yep. And Endeavor's there, including the two other children that are um, in the background right there. Yep. And again, we, we know that um, one, of their, one of the brothers... We find out one of the brothers is dead. Uh, his name is Toya. Mm -hmm. And um, you find out that it's Endeavor's fault based off of what the children say. Yep. You know? And we don't really get a lot of clarification as to what occurred, except that he was training um, Toya first, and then an accident happened. Mm. Um, and you kind of see that, like, they're not really about Endeavor at all. Like, they just can't get past. Like, like It's a very awkward dinner. Yeah, it's <laughs> very awkward. Bakugo makes a very, like, you know, inappropriate like kind of yeah. assessment and it's funny but what was it like um the girl's name is fumia right yeah yeah like she's trying to keep peace but like the brother natsu. is like, natsu is like absolutely not he no, has i just can't yeah he's like i'm sorry fujumi uh i think that's her name i i just can't fumia or something i thought it was fujumi but maybe i'm wrong again we're, f u u f u y u m i i think for me for you me for you me for maybe you. that's what it is for you me um yeah so he she's trying to keep the peace she he's like i'm sorry i'm i'm trying to for you and me Todoroki, yeah. right um and again like obviously their mother ray is in the hospital because the mental institute because of what yeah. she did the shoto still you yeah. know um so the family is pretty pretty broken up and it's all endeavor's fault really yeah <laughs> because he's just like he didn't give a fuck about his other children because they didn't give him the quirks 
factors that he wanted. Um, Toya had a really powerful quirk as well. Um, but again, there was an accident that occurred with him. So basically, he just moved on to Shoto. Yep. And you can just see like the repercussions. And he's feeling it. And he thinks like the best thing for his family is for him to just stay away. Yeah, like you keep distance. I mean? Hey, Cole. Hey, buddy. The cat is here. My cat is here. Hello, buddy. And um, basically, you know, they, they decide to leave. And the whole part of this internship is that uh, Endeavor was like, you guys, your goal is to save somebody before I do. Right? Yeah. So there's this villain that breaks out of prison that and had a run in with Endeavor previously, right? Yeah. And he comes and he actually comes to his house and takes Natsuo captive. And Endeavor's just fucking frozen because that's his kid and he's having like war flashbacks to whatever happened to Toya. We don't know. Mm. And um, everyone's freaking out. No one knows what to do. But then the three kids take action and up saving him. Right. Um, and with Endeavor could not. And that's kind of like they're not faster or stronger than Endeavor, but Endeavor was frozen. So they were able to do so. And it's like a loophole type thing. Yeah. But you see yeah. the progression like Deku like grabs a whole fucking car with the fucking black whip. <laughs> yeah. And everything like, oh shit, like they're, they're moving up. And he's, he, uh, Endeavor acknowledges them as being strong mm. and everything. And, um, yeah. It sounds okay, man. Like, you are strong. You, <laughs> you are strong. You strong. You strong. <laughs> you worthy. <laughs> you raise my family now. <laughs> yeah, you're the man now, Deku. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um it's it's interesting. Like, it's definitely a lot of drama, and Todoroki and his family definitely become a more uh, grand and um, instrumental part of the story moving forward. Yeah. Um, but I think that is a good... Do you have anything else to say about the internship arc? Um, I like the chick with the flame hair. In oh, the, the sidekick? Yeah, she's cool. She's cool, yeah. They, uh, they also go to his... Uh, his just to, to give context, they yeah. also go to his like um, his, his uh, workplace. Like Endeavor has a whole agency. With I also feel like it's important to mention now because it would be more important in the next episode. We should talk a little bit about Hawks. Oh right, that's a big thing. Okay, so um during the fight with Hood and Endeavor, um, we have this whole interaction between him and now the new number two hero, Hawks. This boy in the background. Yes, yeah, so Hawks is a young hero who is the number two who never went to a hero academy. He was recruited from a different area, we're not sure. And he is a double agent now. So now he is infiltrated the paranormal liberation front because there's also heroes in here there's heroes that were attacking the league of villains because they're part of the metal liberation army oh yeah there's, there's that the, fucking doofus looking hero i yeah, forgot his name he's like i don't remember either but he yeah i know he about. yeah like he looks like captain quark from ratchet and clank <laughs> and just like a derby and he's like heal the liberation one i'm like what you yeah. <laughs> yeah so there's like a lot of different they, they're they're in many places it's like a secret like if you know batman it's like court of the owls they're they're everywhere and you don't know where yeah. or like secret invasion with the squirrels in in marvel they're everywhere and you don't know who. Yeah. You know? It's that type of thing. So he infiltrates them to gain more information about what's going on, right? Yeah. He's been doing this for a while and he was tasked to kill Best Genus, which is why Bakugo couldn't go with him because Best Genus has been kind of in compromised. <laughs> yeah, compromised or MIA. Yeah. And uh, you find out that you see this picture of Hawks and uh, with the with a body bag showing because Dobby is his liaison. So he, 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 you know, reconvenes with Dobby and like all yeah. that different stuff. And, um, Dobby's the flame one. And, um, 
you can see that in the body bag was best genus mm-hmm. you know and uh, you're like whoa what the fuck so like is hawks a good guy is hawks a see, bad guy hawks is interesting because we like with my villain academia you saw like the perspective of like you know the more humane side of yes. villains but now you also get to see like this darker side of heroes of the heroes and it's like hawks you're like he's really doing some shady shit <laughs> you're like he is doing shady shit uh are you really a good guy yeah like, <laughs> there was a big mystery with that for a while and his like very nonchalant very like mysterious attitude yeah. d- really loomed over that well he goes very like he has moments where like he's kind of like there's a playboy like guy mm-hmm. and with the crowd but then like he turns around a corner he gets all like super, super serious, serious and, like, like, uh, super, and then like his whole goal is that he just wants heroes to be lazy essentially like he doesn't want them to have to sit like he wants them he wants there to be no crime so heroes can just sit back and relax yeah that's like his whole thing and he's like a humongous fan of endeavor like how everyone as like deku was a kid and like all these kids were fans of all might well hawks was actually a really big fan of endeavor and everything of that nature and hawks also is slow is secretly giving like endeavor cues about what's yeah. happening without actually saying anything because he's being watched. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it, it seems like there is something looming, uh, you know, in the background that's going to be very, very bad, and yeah. they need to take action now. Right. And I think that's a yeah a good foreshadowing place, a, for, a good place to leave it for now. Yeah, I mean, I do agree with you a bit where because how that man may had it, it was this arc came before my villain academia, yeah. so. It spoiled the fact. Oh, that too. That's another. Gr- oh, I had a. Oh my god, you just reminded me. <laughs> I Before, know. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm so sorry, but you just reminded me, dude. So my biggest gripe with the fact that they switched it over is that you did not know who would survive in my villain academia because it came first. You had no fucking clue if Toga survived, if Mister Compress survived. If Dobby lived, if Shikaraki, no one, no one knew, and especially with Toy, uh, Toga's situation, she was like on the brink. You know what I mean? Yeah, she was, she was pretty much dead, and no one knew what would happen. And in the fucking anime, in the internship arc, they have the gall to show all of them in the round table of the Paranormal Liberation Army yeah. that didn't even form yet. Yeah, so you got double spoiled of like, you know that the League successfully incorporated the Liberation Front and that everyone survived. It's just like, it was dumb. It was, it really was so dumb. fucking stupid, but yeah, continue. No, no, I mean, that was my gripe of like, I because then you didn't have the suspense of there was no suspense because well, you also didn't have the suspense of like what hawks is investigating of like yeah like they, you don't know yeah he's like he gives like endeavor the book of the meta liberation army like their their like destro novel or yeah. whatever the bible essentially and he has like a bunch of notes in there like secret codes like and, a, there's a thousand army or whatever and yeah, he's and like, it's like what, what the fuck he's like endeavors like like this is code like i gotta decipher this like yeah. there's like this big mystery this looming threat you know what i mean yeah and they, the anime just handled that so poorly. Season five was definitely a dunce in, in in the My Hero Saga for sure. In my eyes, the manga I always I encourage everyone to read it. Not I mean you know now anyway unless you unless you haven't read it. Then why are you listening to this? You should yeah, read it first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I do recommend anyone to read the manga instead, um, just to get some perspective because Hirokoshi does really go crazy. Um, you know, Hirokoshi Sensei, excuse me, does really, <laughs> really goes. Uh, fucking crazy with his art and the way he does things so i really recommend anyone to do that yeah um what are your thoughts so far about the story uh i mean like i said before or we both said 
season four is probably the best. Like Out overhaul, anime, hell yeah! Overall is such a cool villain, and his whole arc is just so fun to do. It's you know what it's like. It's kind of like Clone Wars with Star Wars. Like it's just the most fun time of My Hero Academia because you have all these cool villains and true. characters. Clone Wars is the best time of Star Wars. <laughs> That's uh, very true. Yeah, and like I mean, not to say that where we're going with My Hero is bad either, but it's just kind of like this is the kind of the fun part of like this is like. Yeah. My hero at its prime. I'm just it's like, like every story has like the lull of the of like the characters like you know building themselves up, building their relationships, getting getting a, a name for themselves. Yeah, and then we're finally getting to the part where like shit's about to go down. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah exactly. <laughs> like, and it's it's just so good. Yeah, it's, oh yeah, man. What's coming? Whew, you guys aren't ready. Yeah, but um, this we're gonna get into manga content next time. Yep. Um, it's, it's all you anime boys. The girls. Fuck out. No, <laughs> whoa, 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 who said that? Who said that? Was it you? Was it you? Oh no, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh please come no, back. please come back. I love you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, <laughs> please, I love you. Long time. I give good suck. No. What? I'm sorry. I'm off the rails. Yeah. Wow. I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. All right. So Midoriya drink lethal. <laughs> Should not put so many mint leaves in no, there. Stop. I'm just tired, man. No, but saucy I, I, I won't do that. But I really hope you guys come back and watch the videos. Yeah, I just. I'm just a big troll, unfortunately, for, to Michael's. Uh, yeah. Michael's pain. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for watching. Come subscribe to our channel. We have a new episode every Thursday. We have a Dark Souls LP happening right uh, yeah, now. Yeah, watch me get tortured. Yep, get good, loser. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, well, this one with a banger. Yeah, I really. Uh, <laughs> Follow our Twitter, our Instagram, our new TikTok. We are posting on there. I promise, please. We actually are. There's a video on there now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we have yeah. our audio-only podcast, so check it out. Spotify, yeah, Apple if you're Music. driving or you can't watch, no problem. You could always watch it on Spotify or Apple Music. Uh, like Michael says, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please leave a like, comment, a, no- a notification bell. It really helps us out a lot. We appreciate yeah. it very much. We know we're a small channel trying to grow, and uh, we appreciate everyone, you know, tuning in and... Uh, and uh, giving a listen to us yeah so yeah i think that's it for today thank you guys again so much i'm jake i'm michael peace oh, i forgot to do this last time shoot <laughs> oh my chart <laughs> <laughs> uh. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.